0: Amen. We are so blessed and we don't even know it, do we, church? Someday, someday, we'll have the honor of being in the presence of Jesus. That's going to be a good day. It's going to be a real good day. There'll be no more pain, there'll be no more crying there be no more sorrow. We'll get to be with our Savior. If you don't know my Jesus, today's the day you make that decision. Do not play with that one more second. Do not wait another minute to ask Jesus into your heart. Because there's no hope without Him. But with Jesus, Oh, there's tons of hope. There's a future. There's a forever in the presence of an almighty God who is so bright that he himself is the light of heaven. He is the thing that all get to come into worship. And it's not going to be you sitting on a cloud playing a heart. It's going to be you rejoicing and experiencing him like we already have this morning. Ever just wonder what to do next? Just take a minute. Let's just take a minute. And thank God for who He is. Amen? Just take a minute. Bow your heads. Just get into His presence right now. Because someday, someday, one way or another, we will be in His presence. As a child, who looks at a father, or as a person who has said no, and looks at a king who judges? Today is the day of salvation. Today is a day. Do not leave here without my king. Do not leave here without my savior. It's, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Amen.
1: That's never going (laughs) to happen. I really struggle with trying to be perfect. I see so many moms that look like they're doing it the right way and I've always dealt with perfectionism in my life and so being a mom has multiplied it. There are
0: some days where I feel like I'm not as compassionate as I feel like I should be.
1: Um, There's other times where I feel like I am...
0: I feel like I just can't handle being a mom sometimes and it's There's days where it's just too heavy. Life just around me just feels too heavy.
1: Uh, I struggle a lot. I struggle with patience. I struggle with time. When you have two, it's harder than the first time. So having mom guilt with not having enough of one or the other. I struggled a lot with enjoying all the phases of motherhood. And it took me a a while to really discover, it, it was a huge effort for me to find what I enjoyed about being a mother and finding, finding that it really was my job and my calling to raise these three little babies. And um, yeah, that's, that's been a hard one, just enjoying motherhood. Her hugs, they're just the best, I guess. She makes me pancakes for breakfast today. Probably my favorite thing to do with her is um, play games with her and play games. Usually we cuddle together or um, color. She gets me to the farm and she's never frustrated about it. She forgives me quickly and she uh, likes having girl time with me and she just likes hanging out and stuff. So. She buys some clothes and health and food and other stuff. She's always there for me, and I miss her when she's gone, because I just know that she loves me so much, and like, because she is, spends time with me, loves me, and she's the best and beautiful. It's hard to describe, because she does so many things, but like mixed into one but when like we're baking, she um, is like just happy, and I like it when she's happy, and it makes me feel loved. Mom, I love you like so, 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 so much. Like I love my mom to the moon and back. Five
0: thousand times. Amen. I love my mama. It happened to me today, though. I texted my mom that I love her and that Happy Mother's Day and the you know what you do. And guess you know what? I'll I'll just I'll just read it to you. This is what I got back from my mom. Thank you. Your number two message. really really it's not oh thank you you're the best kid ever it's the your brother beat you that's what i get today is that my brother i texted her at seven thirty in the morning how early on sunday morning do you get up to beat me man that's what i got y'all, I do. I love my mama. I love my mama. My mama is is one of those people who is always there for me. Matter of fact, I know she's praying for me right now because she knows what I'm doing and where I'm at. And my mama rocks. My mama is a woman of prayer. My mama is a woman who does everything for her family. My mama is not perfect. But in my eyes... She's pretty doggone close. She's so, so there for me. She's made such a difference in my life. I tell you now, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the prayers of my mother. I was on a road that was not not good. Not good at all. My mom loved me enough to push my dad to take a church. My dad was a pastor. We were in Louisville. And I was at the wrong crowd. I really was. I was doing things that I knew I was wrong. She knew what I was doing. Didn't really call me on it. Just loved me through it. And there was a church in West Virginia that called my dad and said, Would you be our pastor? And my mama went, We need to go for the boy. It's his senior year. We need to get him out of this junk. I did not like it. I was not a fan of my mother, but I knew what she was doing was best for me. I knew what she had said was going to happen was going to happen. She got me out of an element in my life that was taking me to a place that I didn't need to be so that I might be who I am today. And I give God all the glory, my mom a little bit of glory. My mom was good. She's not perfect, but she made a difference in my life. She made me who I am because she loved me through all the stuff. Our scriptures today are about a woman who made a difference. The scriptures that we're going to go through today are about a woman who changed the lives of others. It's in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 36. Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 36. Y'all want me to pick up my phone, because that's how I know when to stop talking, so. Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 36. In Java there was a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. She was always doing good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became sick and died. After washing, her, after washing her, they placed her in a room upstairs. Since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples heard that Peter was there and sent two men to him who, be, who begged him, "'Don't delay in coming with us.'" So Peter got up and went with them. When he arrived, they led him to the room upstairs upstairs. And all the widows approached him, weeping and showing him the robes and the clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Then Peter sent them all out of the room. He knelt down and prayed and turned toward the body and said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, saw Peter and sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her stand up. Then he called the saints and the widows And presented her alive. This became known throughout Joppa. And many believed in the Lord. We only have seven verses about the life, about Tabitha at all. We've only got two or three about her actual life. But y'all, she made a difference. She made a difference in people's lives. She was somebody who changed how people acted. She made a difference. And the word of God can make a difference in our lives in just a short little scripture. And that's what I want to do this morning is is real quickly, just go over some things in these, really just two of these verses that talk about what it means to make a difference or what it means to be a woman who makes a difference or a man. Everything that we're going to say today, guys, guess what? You don't get off the hook. It applies to you, too. It was just, Tabitha was a woman, and it's Mother's Day, so we're going to talk about women, because that's what you do. Because if you talk about men on Mother's Day, mamas yell at me later, and I don't want to be yelled at. I I love mamas. Please don't yell at me. So we're going to talk about a woman today, and her name was Tabitha, translated into Dorcas. I know. I don't want everybody ever to call me Dorcas. That's a bad name, you know? Hey, what's up, Dorcas? Mm Mm-mm. No, we're just going to call her Tabitha as many times as I can remember this morning. Because Dorcas, it's got a connotation today. But back then it didn't. I did a research on the word Dorcas. It means a young deer. All right. Then I I wanted it to be so much more. I wanted it to be like the woman who blesses everyone. But no, it just means a little deer. But Tabitha made a difference. There are three things that I want to show you in the life of Tabitha that changed or shows us what a woman who makes a difference looks like. The first, a woman who makes a difference, are disciples. Women who make a difference are disciples. Chapter 9, verse 36. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. She was also doing good works and acts of charity. The first thing we learn about Tabitha is that she is a disciple. Now, when you hear disciple, you kind of think of the big 12, 11, then 12 again. You think of those guys who were with Jesus all the time. But disciple is so much more than those guys. They're us. That's what we're called to be. Dictionary.com defines the word disciple as this. A person... Who is a pupil or an adherent of the doctrines of another, a follower, total attachment to someone. You hear that? Total attachment to someone. The first step to being a disciple is to receive Christ as your Savior. Amen. Glory to God. Whew. Man. Let's keep going just real quick. We're going to go keep going. I don't know. Don't you keep, going? keep going. I'm going to keep going. Disciple somebody who has received Jesus as their Savior. A disciple is somebody who's asked Jesus into their heart and has begun the journey with Him. It's more than head knowledge, it's heart knowledge. It's more than just playing games with Him. It is knowing who Christ is. It's asking Him into your heart. is the beginnings of a disciple. But then we become one who has a heart for the things that God has a heart for. Uh, I watched the YouTube this week about Siamese twins. Their names were Abby and Brittany. Abby and Brittany were these two twins that uh, were teachers now in minnesota one was right here and one was right here they had two heads two distinct minds and thoughts but the same organs and that's what a disciple has their same organs are the same as jesus's you see what we do is we put ourselves away and put christ as the one who leads us and does us what we does what we do Christ is the thing that leads us once you become a disciple of God. Second, we're going to move quick. Again, in verse 6. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. She was also doing good works and acts of charity. Second, a woman who makes a difference serves. She serves other people. The call to be a disciple always includes a call to service. A disciple serves God and disciples serve others. Tabitha's life was marked by a life of continually serving others. Service fulfills the role of a disciple. Ephesians 2:10, for we are all here sorry, we for we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead of times so that we should walk in them. Colossians 1:10, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully please Pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. A woman who makes a difference serves others. Tabitha was always doing good. She was constantly looking and thinking of what she could, how she could help others. That was a unique thing about her. It's a unique thing about us if we'll be those that make a difference. Women who make a difference, give themselves, they're not looking for recognition, they're not looking for anything, not looking for praise from anyone. They're just looking for a need. They're looking for somebody that they can help out. Did you see that? That's a heart to serve. (laughs) A church that comes to help somebody in need. That's what grapevine's about. You want to make a difference in the lives of your children. You go running as fast as you possibly can to meet that need. Praise God. Amen. That need was met just a few minutes ago. But it was so cool, once I knew the baby, it was okay, to watch you as a family Amen. go to hell. I'm an EMT. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. And we are here. To help one another, to serve one another, to fix the problems of life, to walk through life together the good, the bad, and the ugly. A person that makes a difference serves other people. They see other people's needs and they run to it. They don't wait, they don't sit there and think, well, maybe. No, they get up and run to it, and they meet that need. And they're not looking for recognition from somebody else. They're knowing that their recognition one day will be by God Himself who says, that person served the church. That person stepped up when there was a need. And He will give you true glory. If you're looking for glory down here, you're wasting time. I'll give you all the glory you want. Good job. But when you get to heaven and you get to see your King, tell you you did good works, nothing better. There will be a never, never, ever be a better moment than when Jesus looks at you and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. But if you are here serving so that people will go, you did good, yay, you're wasting my time and yours, really. I mean, you're meeting a need, which is good, I guess. But we do it to make a difference. And people that want to make a difference are doing it to the glory of God. Let's keep going. We're almost done. I've only got three points, and I've already done two. Third, women who make a difference leave a mark. Acts 9, verse 39. So Peter got up and went with them. When he arrived, they led him into the room upstairs, and all the the widows approached him, weeping and showing him the robes and clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. When Tabitha died, it was a great blow to that church, especially those widows, her ministry. They had a hard blow. It was a moment of, wow, now what? They were going to miss her. They were going to miss her a lot. When Peter arrived, they showed him all that Tabitha had done. They were a living testimony of Tabitha's life. Tabitha had left a mark on them. She had left something on them that only God could give her to give them. She'd left that mark. Women today, what marks are you going to leave? What marks are you going to leave? Men of today, what marks are you going to leave on your family, your church, and those around you? What mark are you going to leave? Women. What mark are you going to leave on your husband? You can leave a mark on them. You can love and support them. You can be a key part of their ministry. The Bible even says your godly life can lead a lost husband to Jesus. That's a mark. That's a mark. You can leave a mark on your children. You can teach them about Jesus. You can give them a godly example. You can lead them to Jesus Christ. You can leave a mark on your church. God placed you here in this church for a reason. God placed you here, hear that, for a reason to make a mark. And the mark's not an indentation in a pew seat. God's placed you here. To make a mark for him. To do something for him. To point others to Christ himself. A woman following Jesus has no limits on what she can do. She can make a mark on the world. Annie Armstrong. Beth Moore. Mother Teresa. Brenda Jicka. They can make a mark. On the world. What do you want to do? Are you ready to make the mark that God's called you to make? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to sell out to Jesus Christ? Let's make a difference, ladies. Because we're looking to you. You're the mamas. Daddies are good. We'll talk about them in June. But you know, just like that video showed, when the stuff goes wrong, we go running to mama. Daddy gets the sprinkler out of the way. And we go running to mama. Just looking for that love. Looking for that hug. Looking for that, you can do this, big boy. Make a difference. Let's pray.